in exactly four days, the 49ers will be seeking to destroy number four. You guys know who that is, all right? We're going to do it with these weapons, and I got my main man, John Chapman, here to break it down for you right here on the Wayne Breezy Show! Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by Trey, so beware. I stay in exclusively nine of hats, and I always tell the truth. This exclusively nine of facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah, breezy this. Sound that alarm. You hear me? The foghorn is sounding. It's your boy, Wayne Breezy, and the one and only, the originator, the GOAT himself, Mr. John Chapman. What's going on, baby? Dude, I'm so pumped. This weekend, like, people celebrate Christmas. I get it. My wife's a big Christmas person. We just took down the Christmas decorations just recently, by the way. But this week, this week, this is what it's all about for me, man. I hate the Cowboys. I hate them. I'm so pumped to just put them in their place this week. And we're going to have some fun talking about it, right? Because we got a whole week, four more days, four more days to be exact. And we're going to sit there and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to break it down. Today's episode is going to be fun, John, because we're going to talk about the weapons of mass destruction, right? We're going to talk about weapons of mass destruction. And I'm, we're going to talk about weapons on both sides. It's not going to be one teeny tiny side. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. actually look at these depth charts, look at the weapons, look at what they do. And we're going to break it down right here for everybody out here. How's that sound? Sounds awesome, man, because you have to be honest and you got to be real. The Cowboys are a good football team. Um, Are they as good as the 49ers? We'll find out today. We'll find out today. I love it. Let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to everybody that's out there. I see a lot of members in the chat already. I see you, Peachy, Jerome Davis, my man, Boats, Raphael562. What's going on? Terra Dome, who has an interesting take. So I'm going to make sure I, I star that so we can get to that. He's been doing some scouting already for the other team. All right. I see Paul out there. Kylie's in the building. Christy Marie, what's going on? This guy is in the building. My man, Terrence, 49ers throwback, a.k.a. for Fernando is in the building, and there's so many, many more. Mariah, I see you. VZ48, Coach Cruz is in the building. So many names to go off of, all right? My man, Eddie G, you already know what time it is, baby. Let's go, fam. <laughs> Let's effing go, fam, to be exact, all right? Uh, look, and we're going to have a great time in doing so. Before we do, I do want to get through some of the formalities of the show. Guys, you know you can find Breezy This, Breezy That, available on all musical platforms. If you're already in the chat, hit that like button. And if you didn't do so, thumbs up already. And quick message, shout out to the faithful for getting your boy, the Wayne Breezy channel to 2K. 2K. Hey, hit that 2K. 
2K. And John, since we got the two, we're gonna give away autographed Frank Gore away jersey with all the goodies inside the bag as far as the authenticity to a random viewer that rocks with us throughout the whole show. So at the very end of the show, if they're still here, John, somebody's going to get picked to win this, but they got to watch the show. And they got to prove that they subscribe to the channel. So if you didn't subscribe to the channel, make sure you go ahead and subscribe right now. All right? There's the link right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be fun. I love giving stuff away. And don't forget to listen to the podcast. Go ahead and download it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well. I'm trying to get into the top 10. John is at the top one, and I'm trying to get the Wayne Breezy show into that top 10. There's a it's bunch just, of podcasts. You had to overcome a lot more than I did. Uh, you, you had the adversity, man. Bro, you are you, – yo, your, your podcast is banging. Right, shout out to Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock. Their podcast is in the top ten as well. I'm trying to get up in that top ten. You guys are like top two. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you guys out there. Uh, don't forget to join the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. And last but not least, shout out to our sponsors who I will be looking to rock with at the tailgate this weekend. I will be at the game. Shout out to Residency. Go to www.residency.com. Use that promo code SFBreezy. I tell you what. If you use the promo code and you meet me, take a picture with me with your residency hat, I'll help Ooh. you save a little extra on your purchase at the stadium, all right? Because we're going to be out there. I believe it's lot 20, if I'm not mistaken. I'll get the information. We'll figure it out. But we're going to have a good time, uh, John. I, I, you know, I, you I'm know what, I'm jealous, John? man. I'm jealous, man. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> this is the first time this season I will be not tailgating <laughs> with the great John Chapman, John. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're, you're probably going to make better choices. That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> probably better choices. Um, I, I mean, I felt like the choices that we made were good. I tell you what, Modelo over any other beer. That's the best choice. I, John, you, it took me forever to understand why you liked it. And then I now I like it. I love it. Actually. You know. Fire, it's fire. I don't get hangovers afterwards. Yeah, just fine. You mix Modelo with a little bit of tequila. Absolutely perfect. It's the perfect blend, all right? Not Ladies together. Should... You just, <laughs> right, it's both ends. Sorry, I'm not trying to give. And if you're going to drink, please drink responsibly. Okay? Always, 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 right. always. Please, please drink responsibly. All right, so look, John, a uh, little bit in 49ers news. Let's get down to it real quick. Get down to the nitty gritty. And then I want to get down to this show. All right, because usually on Wednesdays, it's more of a wine back Wednesday. We kind of dig back into a little bit of history. So we're going to talk about that with you, uh, 49ers, uh, Cowboys. And and then we usually do a Kahoot challenge. So we're not going to do the Kahoot challenge today, but we are going to give away that Frank Gore jersey to one of the lucky viewers that are watching today just for helping us get to 2K. Like Peachy says in the chat, we're on the road to 3K, all right? So 3K next. And I tell you what, every thousand that we get to, we'll give away something nice. How about that? How's that sound for the year 2023? All right. So, John, latest in 49ers news, okay? Just a quick recap. The game is this Sunday for those that have been sleeping under a rock. Sunday, 6.30 p.m. uh, Eastern Standard Time, 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time on Fox, all right? Uh, I'm also going to be doing the Madden simulation today at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I may do it a little bit earlier, like 3.30 p.m., maybe even 3 p.m. Depends on how I'm feeling. So make sure your alerts are set to on. You do not want to miss that, all right? Uh, But 49ers news, uh, 
as far as what's going on, we're going to talk about some of these things that happened lately with the 49ers and uh, Tennessee Titans are hiring San Francisco. Well, they hired them. 49ers director of pro personnel, Ron Carthen, uh, Rand Carthen, excuse me, as their new general manager, according to the sources here. All right. So so we, we, we give that a round of applause for sure. Absolute stud, man. Absolute stud. Yeah, man. I mean, like, what does this say about what Kyle Shanahan does to develop coaches, general managers, uh, just just to develop not just players, but the staff, the personnel? So, so like, to, you can quantify this almost, right? Because this will be the eighth, the eighth third-round really? compensation pick that the 49ers will receive whenever it's all played out. Um just for minority hires in the coaching field for head coaches and general managers, like absolutely incredible, man. And, and so like, this was a major issue in the NFL so much. So they have changed their rules probably three or four times to offer incentives to trail help combat this. And Kyle Shanahan single-handedly is kind of correcting the issue, which is awesome. But as great as Kyle Shanahan is ran is earned has earned this, right? Mike McDaniel earned this. Robert Sala earned this. So, like, it, it takes a bunch, but do not want to take anything away from Rand Carthon. That dude is top-notch, great, and very excited to see what he's going to do. Because if you look at all the hits we got in the fifth round, like past that, that's pro personnel department. That's player personnel department, which he ran. So if you're one of those guys that loves, like, Samuel Womack, Spencer Burford, right, those types of guys – um, you know, Talano Hufunga, that's a ran type pick. And so excited to see what he's going to do. So happy for him. So happy for him. Now, this is good news for the 49ers in, in a way because you talked about comp picks. So we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, break down the comp picks. I want you to explain the comp compensatory picks before we even take a look at what we got. So what did we get in return? What are we going to get in return for Rand? So the way comp picks or compensatory picks work, uh, there's seven rounds in the draft, 32 teams. So there should only be 32 times seven picks, whatever else. But that's not the case because they offer another 32 comp picks. And that's for teams that don't sign as much as they lose, right? So, for example, the 49ers will be getting a seventh-round comp pick for losing Raheem Mostert last year. They'll get a seventh-round comp pick for losing Kwan Williams last year. They'll get a sixth-round comp pick for losing Arden Key last year. They'll get a fifth-round pick for losing DJ Jones last year because we didn't replace all those. But when we lost Lakin, who was our number one free agent, he signed for the most money, Lakin Tomlinson, we signed Charvarius Ward for the same amount of money. So those canceled each other out. But we didn't bring in free agent contracts that match DJ Jones, Arden Key, Moster, or K1 Williams. That's why we get comp picks there. So that's the 32 original comp picks. Now, three years ago, the NFL changed it where if you have a minority hire that goes to the head GM spot or the head coach spot, you get third round picks. And that's where the Rand Carthon comes in, right? So the 49ers will be receiving a 2023 third round comp pick, probably around pick 100 and a 2024 third-round comp pick. So you get two for Rand Carthon. Now, who do you feel is going to replace Rand? Is it going to be somebody within? It'll be from within. within? It's going to be from within. Uh, um, off, off the top of the dome, anybody uh, come to mind? Man, I'd have to pull up the player personnel um, Tro and pro personnel thing. But, 
Yeah, I hope it's somebody within, but you do have to look at people that are losing their jobs all across the NFL. And mm. the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program is 100% uh, once in, always in. So if there's somebody that's worked with Kyle in the past, trust me, it's not going to be a random hire. It's going to be somebody that worked with Kyle Shanahan's dad. It's going to be somebody who worked with Kyle Shanahan, or it's going to be somebody that's worked with John Lynch, period. Okay. I, I see a lot of good questions coming out there, and we'll we'll go ahead and ask some of these that already have starred um, for you guys. Again, if you're gonna if you want to give super chats, don't forget they're gonna be re responded to at the end of the show, total end of the show. The first person that does give a super chat will get responded to right away. All right. Ooh. So uh, here's a quick thing. Ronnie says, uh, "Breezy John, has Drake Jackson been getting some snaps? Not as of lately. No. When Kevin Givens came back, yeah, it kind of removed Drake Jackson." Because the ends are healthy. Um, the ends are healthy. Charles Aminihu was probably the player of the game defensively. Um, Jordan Willis was the player of the game two weeks ago. Those guys just seem to have taken the snaps. And the 49ers are putting a conscious effort to stop the run on the interior. So the Kevin Givens, uh, for the first part of the season, they were keeping five defensive ends, four defensive tackles. That has switched to four defensive ends, five defensive tackles. And that odd man out has been Drake Jackson. And I can tell you this. It, I think Wayne and I, we were talking off air about this. And Wayne Wayne was the one that said it. You got to stop the run versus Cowboys. Yeah. Therefore, Drake probably not going to be active this week again. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because it's like, dang, like, how can he get better? But, I mean, you don't want him getting better now. It's, it's playoff time, right? Like, yeah. Week one next season, yeah, that that's his time to kind of start developing, learning how to contain the edge, making sure he's able to, you know, hold that That's down. been his biggest weakness. That's you go back to a couple of those games where the quarterbacks broke the pocket. This week, it was Ty McGill allowed Geno Smith to break the pocket three times. But you go back to the Raiders game, a couple other games, Drake Jackson was the one that was kind of getting caved down that allowed quarterbacks out of the pocket over and over again. Hey, is this Beanie Man? I like that. If he's if it's spelled Beanie Man, Beanie Man, Beanie that's Man, a, whatever. That's an awesome AVI on there, man. That, that AVI Beanie. is official, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says, finally, I'm off today and can watch the show live. Big 49er fans for life. Love it. Listen, Beanie Man, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I encourage you. If you're watching on Facebook, continue to watch. But get on YouTube, subscribe. That way... You have a chance to win in this free jersey. Got to be a YouTube subscriber to get it, right? Because that's what we're looking for, the YouTube viewers, the, the, the subscribers to go up. So please go ahead and do that. But we appreciate you uh, watching or whatnot. All right, listen, uh, another question. Um, and this is a good one, too. Uh, this is from Kali. Ooh, we talk about the game. We talk about the game, my man. All right, so is anyone concerned about Bill? Uh, how do you say that last name? Vinovich? Vinovich. Being head, head official sounds like a basketball player. Being the head official on Sunday, reminder he was the head official in Super Bowl 54. So, if you guys don't remember Super Bowl 54, I do, it's hard to get out of our brains. Uh, but yeah, the game was so remember, this game had zero hold coding calls that Super Bowl, Super Bowl, zero the Kansas City Chiefs had the number one penalized offensive line in the league that year and got no calls. I'll never understand it. Uh, any concerns about Vinovich being the uh, head official? No, not too much. I, I, I'm not an official guy. Um, I'll say this. Um, the officials have been terrible in the playoffs. Absolutely trash um, for every single game. So Bill Vinovich, don't care. 
They're all going to find ways to force themselves into the front of the discussion. Uh, I don't know why they like to do that. The NFL should go to full-time uh, refs, not part-time refs, but it's, refs are always going to be against the 49ers. It's just what it is. I hate to say that, and I don't want to sound like that guy, but I'm sorry. I'm just not an officials guy. Um, I, I won't speak on officials until after the game because yeah. I don't want them watching the show. All right, so – Miss Debbie's here. I thought uh, she told me earlier she was going to be working. She had a meeting. Thank you, Miss Debbie, for coming in here doing your due diligence. One thirty-one now. Uh, only fifty-two likes. Hit the like button. It's really hit the like button, people. Come on, let's go. There's a thumbs up. It's right there below my face. Hit the like button. Let's go. Support your man. Let's do. It. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. Let's get back to these picks because this is where John Lynch is going to have a field day. So the 49ers have eleven picks. In the 2023 draft, here are all the picks listed it out. Goes to Shout out. 11. It 11. goes to 11. 11. <laughs> 11. Shout out to Red and Gold 24 7 uh, over there on Twitter for putting this information out. Wanted to show them some love. Do you want to know what my favorite pick of this list is? I know. My favorite pick. I think it's I know. that fifth rounder. Oh my gosh. I was going to say that. Which Dude, one, though? There's three of them. There are three. The freaking Jeff Wilson Jr. trade. Yes, sir. That's the that one is, I had eyed on. <laughs> you fleeced him, man. And I remember people were upset when we traded Jeff Wilson Jr. And I kept saying, like, guys, that's replacement level at a contract year. Halfway through the season, he's our number three running back. Like, oh, my gosh. I, I, do you know? Do you know? Oh, my gosh. This is going to be embarrassing. Do you know what Jeff Wilson did? For them, and I like Jeff Wilson. That's this is not an anti Jeff Wilson, whatever. This is just the dude wasn't really that good. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 392 yards rushing. You got a fifth round pick for giving up 392 yards rushing in eight games. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, incredible. And if you look at career wise, he's had a couple of spotty games which were really good, and then he was just regular normal, and then he stayed injured, and he so- wasn't coming back. That's what I was trying to say. Wasn't coming back. Not only that, it's all about the flip game. It's all about flipping. So if you get Jeff Wilson Jr. for nothing and you get a fifth round pick, which to me is the 49ers money round. Cha-ching. Unbelievable, man. Like I I can't because now Miami has to re-sign him. Starter level money. With like, other running backs on there, Raheem Mostard, yep. uh, Ahmed. Uh, they they got a plethora of guys. And, and it's not an anti-Jeff Wilson thing. I'm just saying Jeff Wilson's value was never a fifth-round pick. So to get him for half of a season on a contract year, that was insanity. They got Mike McDaniel to overpay big time. Hey, man. Maybe maybe Mike was doing him a solid. Uh, hey, I guess. Now, uh, to stay within the organization, I got one more thing I wanted to discuss. Uh, Anthony Lynn was interviewed, and he spoke. And I don't know if you got a chance to to – to see or hear, but I do have a big Anthony Lynn fan. Always I, so am I, bro. Uh, this is what he said. Uh, this is from Sam Farmer from the LA Times. Uh, Farmer Anthony Lynn on the 49ers. This organization will do whatever it takes to win. Resources out the ears. That was different for me compared to what I was going through in LA. So it's just like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like, John. First class, man. And it has it. It's not just credit to the York family who have kind of redone their entire image with the Bay Area fans, the faithful. There was a lot of frustration early on, and I get that they were trying to control everything. Jed has 100 percent understood what his role should be. Right. And I think this week kind of 
continues to show the difference in the NFL. You got Jerry Jones on one side that has to, he's a puppeteer. He has to control everything all the way down to running back reps. He is still controlling because he loves Zeke Elliott so much. Imagine Jed York telling Kyle Shanahan, Hey man, you need to run Ty Davis price more often. We spend a third round pick on him. We really like this guy. You need to do that. Kyle Shanahan would freaking drop the people's elbow on him, right? Like that ain't happening. But that's what Jerry Jones is still doing. Still on a weekly basis, he is telling through the media, Zeke's still our guy. Zeke's still our guy. Zeke's still our guy. So um, I love Anthony Lynn. Um, loved him whenever he was the head coach. And I always thought like, Maybe he's just an amazing man. I'm not quite sure head coaching material is where he needs to be, but he's an amazing human that believes in player development and getting the most out of his guys, and he's just so damn positive. Um, so I love him. First-class organization through and through. Shout-out to the Yorks. I think that they're doing a good job, and it's hard to leave this. And we saw it. D'Amico turned down the Vikings mm-hmm. job last year. Turned it down. Nah, I'm going to go back as D.C., right? Like, your Adam Peters turned down – Mm-hmm. general manager jobs to stay where he is. Mm-hmm. This is a special team. Special. Shout out to Coach Cruz because Coach Cruz says Coach Lynn oh, might man. be the next titled OC or assistant head coach. So here's the cool thing, right? He's our, I believe he's already the, an assistant head coach. I think that's kind of like what he was Correct. titled, entitled when they hired him. Uh, but do you think there might be a, a upgrade for Anthony Lynn right here within this organization? I have a funny feeling. <sighs> He's going to get something's going to change because you brought back Bobby Turner. Yes, sir. So you kind of have two running back coaches right Mm -hmm. now. He's Mm -hmm. the assistant head coach. Um, I don't know. There's going to be some changes. Brian Greasy, another guy that's, you know, due for a little bit of a bump up. I thought he's been, you know, you could argue one of the most valuable coaches of the year for the 49ers uh, with what he's done with the quarterbacks. Then you got Forrester, who's been great on the offensive line. This group performing like a top five offensive line collectively for the season is crazy. You, you got to get crazy. Had, you had to give it some time. People, people, people didn't want to be patient. They, 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 they thought the offensive line sucked at one point. It, it, they were struggling, but you had to give them time to gel. That was the whole preface. You had to give him time to gel. I bet you wish. Jeff, I bet. I bet you Jeff Wilson Jr. wish he was still here now that his offensive line is fully gel. But you know what? I don't think he would be able to still work within this offensive line. The way it works fits Elijah Mitchell and yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Something serious. It fits it like a glove, bro. Jordan Mason too. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys did not know, you're going to have to go back into the archives. But the moment Jordan Mason was signed as an undrafted free agent, John, let me tell you about John Chapman. John Chapman will dig out VHS tapes. That's true. I do have some, actually. I do have some. Oh, my gosh. I got the VHS tape over here by uh, the 94 championship game. um, And he had no idea I was going to say that. Like, this is what I love about John and I. Right, look, listen, John will dig out the VHS tapes and he has film and receipts and footage just about everybody. I will say this John Chapman was the only person that was high on Jordan Mason. I the love that only. dude, man. Yeah. And and he's only gonna get better within the system. Let's hope next season when he comes back, he doesn't take a step back. Cause you know what it is? You know what I'm realizing, John? It's all about how you return to camp. Because that's the issue. Look at Emory Thomas. We thought he was going to excel. He could be a starting cornerback in the league. Return to camp, I just I don't know what it was. It was just not right. Like and and he's downgraded like a lot. So 
Jordan Mason, keep grinding out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's get down to some Dallas Cowboys and 49ers talk. That's why people are here. Uh, that's the latest in the 49ers news. You guys know when they're playing. You guys know that there's going to be a showdown. John and I got a nice little exercise. We're going to break down the weapons for each team. And we're probably going to agree on just about everything. But my job is to make sure that I let you guys know that Dallas ain't something that you can just roll over, okay? They, they have a team, and they're in the playoffs for a reason, and that's why we're here. Uh, but by p- p- making, don't get it twisted. That's all I'm going to say. Do not get it twisted. Now, John, three reasons why the 49ers are going to win this game. Three Ooh. John Chapman reasons why the 49ers are going to win this game. I don't think this is going to be – you didn't ask me this before, but I love this because I'm going to go with very unorthodox answers. Number one is coaching. I'm telling you right now, Mike McCarthy is one of the worst coaches in the NFL, by far one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Dan what, what, Quinn – But you got defensive... to explain it. What makes okay. him – Player management, um, just false sense of superiority. The dude thinks that he is like the cat's pajamas. and The dude just makes so many mistakes. He makes so many mistakes, man. Uh, like this is the first playoff game that he just won and he's had Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Like he's had all those guys. You got to go back. I think it was like 2000 and like, I don't know, like 16 or 15, like not a good head coach. Like he's, he's a very bad head coach, which is why Jerry likes him because he can control him. but whatever. Dan Quinn is a great coach, but guess what? Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan were together in Atlanta. So I know you said quick answers. I know you said quick answers. No, I didn't say quick answers. Okay, I I thought you did. Coaching would be number one. Discipline would be number two. Discipline. Discipline. Missed tackles. Missed executions. You look at Trayvon Diggs that everybody wants to, like, applaud as a great coach. All my coaching buddies, when we bring up Trayvon Diggs, we laugh. Why? Because we watch the film. He's an over-aggressive, undisciplined guy that jumps every single short route and gets toasted deep over the top. So, like, that's you. So, coaching, execution, or discipline. And then number three, just talent. As we go through this, the Dallas Cowboys are loaded. They are a top 10 offense. They are a top 10 defense. They are a great team. Top 12 defense. Top 12 defense. Thank you. They are not. They are nowhere near. And this might ruin it. They do not match up well with the 49ers. We saw it last year when the 49ers were a worse team. 49ers are better now. Cowboys were a better team last year. They're worse now. They have gone in the wrong direction, these two. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, and, I, and I wanted to hear – Sorry. I, wanted to hear I, it I not went off a little me. bit. My bad. No, 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 no. Because I'm going to do my, my five keys to victory, and it's going to come down to some of the, the norms and some of the abnorms, right? And I'm glad that you were able to mention, like, the coaching, right? That's a huge thing. Coaching, management, time management, all these different types of things come down to teams advancing and teams not advancing. And so if you go back and look at the last game, I know it looked like the 49ers, they were doing their thing, obviously, but Dallas Cowboys coach blew it, like, at the end, like, just blew it, which was in favor for us, but he blew it. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, Paul? I meant to shout you out earlier, man. Thanks for sticking around with us. That's Paul Holt from across the pond, man. Um, He's awesome. He's he's the best there is, man. Teradome said something very interesting at the beginning of the show. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. We got to get him on the show. He 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 so out, John. This dude, this might be your sky. All right, so check it out. They run. I'm gonna try to read it like him because I love his accent. Right? They run to two tight inside ninety percent of the time. 
they throw to the number two receiver 85% of the time. Straight football, old school football, offensively. You know, let me say this. One freaking absolutely incredible, Terror. You nailed it. And somebody asked me last year, because you remember Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for uh, the, the Cowboys, everybody's like, oh, he's so good. He's so great. He's so great. And whenever I watch their film, like, here's the difference between Kellen Moore and Kyle Shanahan. Kellen Moore is a really good dart thrower. And what I mean by he's got some great plays and he could just he could just dial up a great play. Kyle Shanahan is playing chess three moves ahead. He doesn't run a play independently of other plays. So what I mean, like, we'll run the outside zone, outside zone, sorry, then we'll boot off of that, right? So every play builds on itself. Kellen Moore does not do that. He's a great X's and O guy, but he's not a counterpoint guy. Does that make sense? And so it's a dart thrower versus somebody that's building a game plan where everything feeds off of each other. That's the difference between the Cowboys. It's simplified. It's simplified. We're advanced calculus. They're geometry. Okay, or even worse. There we go. All right, so um, it's a lot that's going to be going down. Uh, Peachy says, I need to start making fun. I'm not making fun of Uh. (laughs) Part of me wish I was from the country so I can have the accent. All right, so I'm not making fun of it, but I just like the accents. Peachy has an accent, and everybody (laughs) has a different accent. John even has an accent. Yeah, a little bit, little bit. But it's not as prominent as some of everybody else's, right? Yeah, I bounce around. My favorite thing is, you know, every summer I would spend in Atlanta. I grew up in Dallas. And so every my dad lived in Atlanta, so I'd go down there. And I, I'd meet people, that, and every single summer it would be like, oh, you're from Texas? You sound so country. <laughs> and I'm like, country? You live on a farm. Like, <laughs> I lived in a trailer park. We're different. Oh, man. So country, even country has levels, guys. See what I'm saying? There's levels to this country. There's south state. and there's deep south. Got you. All right, let's get down to this nitty-gritty of this, man. Uh, let's talk about some of these weapons. We're going to pick these weapons. Uh, I feel like the 49ers, and, and we're going to do position battles, all right? So position for position, all right? Let's start with the quarterback position. And John and I are going to give the check to whichever group is the strongest, all right? Whichever group is the strongest. So if, if we go with the quarterbacks, uh, we start with the starting quarterback. We can go with Brock Purdy versus Dak Prescott. And we're going to be as unbiased as we can, all right? Unbiased opinion. We're going to go off of what we see and what we see as far as stats, all right? Now, in the chat, you guys can go ahead and pick whatever one you will. I will pump those up. John, you have the floor. Quarterback, starting with the quarterback, Dak Prescott versus the Brock. The Brock is so dope. That sounds so dope. We got to treat him like the Rock and call him the Brock. Freaking, I, I love this kid. I'm sorry. I, I freaking, I love this kid. And so let me just say this. If you look at the veteran, right? How long is Dak Prescott's about to be 30 years old? He's been in the league for three, six. This is his seventh year, whatever else. So you would, you would make this statement that Dak's been here before. He's been through this. He's more consistent. He's more dependable. That is 100% wrong. It's wrong. And if you just look at the last two games by Dak Prescott, okay, let's look at the positive. You look at him versus Tom Brady, I would argue maybe his best game as a pro in his entire life. Four touchdown passes, no interceptions, one touchdown rush. Unbelievable. 143.3 quarterback rating, which was best in the wild card. Brock was second. But if you look at the week before, 
in a must-win game against a good defense, the Commanders, I would argue probably his worst game of the year. Dude was trash. 14 of 37, 128 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He had a 45.8 quarterback rating. So if you're looking at Dak, best game of his career last week, worst game of the year the week before. What's the consistency? Now let's look at Brock. Seven straight games with at least two touchdown passes. Over 30 points in six out of seven games. Consistency factor, I'm sorry. I don't believe in Dak. I don't believe in him. What did he do last year when the game was on the line? Scrambled up, didn't have the internal clock on, right? Discipline execution. Slid. They didn't hand the ball back to the official. Coaching, right? That That's the rule. You have to hand the ball to the official to spot it. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I'm taking Brock. I'm taking Brock. I'm rocking with it till till it's done. And I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Ah, I, this is I look, I, I know I, I know, I know I shouldn't say this. I know I shouldn't. This is I, and I'm not doing this because this is my show. No, 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 no. That Prescott, though, can be a problem. And I don't mean a problem literally in the air. So it'll be more like if the 49ers forget that Dak can, will run. It's not that he he can, but he will. I, I don't. I, that could that's be, the one area. The, that's the him, one that's area, the one right? Area. And so yesterday I kind of said that these two quarterbacks are almost alike. Like, like they're almost identical. You could say Brock is more, has a better IQ uh, with the football. He has better reads. The game slows down quicker for him. Fine. That's fine. They, but they still play like an identical style of football. But I think the one area that I would edge Dak in is if the read isn't clear, he will take off if the lanes are open. And the thing that sucks about that is two things can happen. One, he can get hurt. And the second thing is he makes or an extends a play and gathers a first down because the 49ers defense is in la-la land playing pass coverage. And now on a third and 12 or a third and 13 or a third and 10, all of a sudden, it's first down. So, like, that's what I know Dak will do. I've watched it year yeah. after year. Um, I'm still taking Brock, though. Like they- <laughs> Got him. Got him. Not going to lie. They had us in the first half, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm still taking Brock. Listen, Brock is hot, okay? Uh, I, I, I just don't think. He's ready to cool off yet. Brock will cool down when he's ready to cool down, and right now he's not ready to cool down. Well, he started the the first couple passes weren't great, you know, last week in Seattle. And then what does he do? He goes out and has one of the most efficient games. Dude completed 18 passes. 12 went for first downs. Three went for touchdowns. That's three ridiculous. completed passes were not for a first. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. 12 first downs, bro. 12 first downs, three touchdowns. And a touchdown rushing. It's because it, we said the one area he sucks at is quarterback sneaks. They need to not do that again. Well, all right. They made he it better, though. He they, got a yeah. couple. They, they, he looked better at it, though. He looked a lot better. And he got a touchdown. I mean, I don't know if you want to credit Spencer Burford on it, but. Uh, dude, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That dude got it. He, he pushed everybody out the way, man. The whole, the whole defensive line. All right, let's go. Let's go to running backs. We could do it collectively as a whole, but we got to talk about them individually, right? Okay. 
All right, so let's start with Tony Pollard. That's he on their depth chart. He's listed as their one against Christian McCaffrey. That's the position battle. Tony Pollard, Christian McCaffrey, and then we'll do Ezekiel Elliott, um, Elijah Mitchell. We'll just do the two backs. So the NFL, and I think everybody else would have a different say-so, right? Because if you look at, and shout out to Adam G, he messaged me this on Patreon uh, just last night. And so he wanted me to talk about this on my show, but let's just double it up. He says, why does the media think Pollard is better? If you look at Pollard's numbers for the season, 1,000 rushing yards, 1,007, 371 rushing yards, 1,378 total, which is great with the 12 touchdowns. Great year. He wins all pro. Christian McCaffrey, 1,139 rushing yards more, more than Tony Pollard, 741 rushing yards more than Tony Pollard, 1,880 total yards, 13 touchdowns more, and he didn't get anything. He didn't get Pro Bowl. He didn't get... First, second team, all pro. So the, the question is, I get Tony Pollard. And he, I think he is the best, the best offensive player for the Cowboys. But I'm sorry. If you ask coaches and whatever else, Tony Pollard's great. Not taking anything away from him. He is no Christian McCaffrey. He is no Christian McCaffrey. There was only one player that I felt like was Christian, like, that compared to a Christian McCaffrey in the league. And he's kind of like on the decline. And that would be running back Alvin Kamara. I, fe I felt like he was what Christian McCaffrey is. Um, maybe if he goes to a different team, he can kind of like rejuvenate some of that. And I think the, the, the up and coming type of a Christian McCaffrey type of back is Travis, uh, ATN out of, uh, Jacksonville. I feel like he's going to be a pass catching running back just like McCaffrey. And, and, but these are special backs right? McCaffrey's a special, special type of running back. Uh, I'm with Johnny Dell, though. I, as good as Tony Pollard is. He's great. He's great. He deserves great. all pro, but just not as much as. So, so, so that means that that lets me know Christian McCaffrey is going to be playing with an edge. And shout out to Johnny Dell. He, he was calling the trade to Christian McCaffrey early and often. Yes. Um, I discounted it several times. He tagged me. So sh I'm sorry, Johnny, I owe you Lots of alcoholic beverages as an apology. <laughs> you were correct. I was wrong. Shout out to Johnny Dale. Johnny, I got that stuff coming to you too, bro. Um, let's go. We're only going to focus on the two backs. I know we got more running backs. We actually have five running backs, Millie, and we got four that might even be dressed because Jordan Mason. Special teams, yeah. Yeah, and then TDP or, or Tevin Coleman might dress, so you, you never know. So we got some running backs. Let's go with Ezekiel Elliott who's on the decline versus Elijah Mitchell, who's on the upcline or incline, whatever you want to call it. Let me, let me say this. Anytime you see number 21 out on the field, that is a gigantic victory for the 49ers. That dude against a terrible Bucks defense, you know, not playing great. They were getting slaughtered. He averaged 2.1 yards per carry. Like Ezekiel Elliott's not a good running back. Quick though. Like he's 27. But he got paid, and then it was just like he was he was nice. He was, he was. It was a wrong pick. Could have got Jalen Ramsey. They they took Zeke instead. That was a terrible pick. I was at that draft. That was that was dumb. But Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones going to Jerry Jones. And he's the only reason why he's getting so many carries still to this day. Um, and I'm thankful for it because they should be loading up on Tony Pollard. They really should. Well, and so yeah, if you're asking me, like Elijah Mitchell or Tony Paul or uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh my gosh, not even close, man. Not even close. But here's the funny thing: you said they should load up on Tony Pollard, and I wish we had a Cowboys uh, creator on here. I wonder how he feels about that because the last time they paid a running back, he ended up like Zeke. Yep. 
No, I'm not saying that they should do like a long-term deal with them or anything like that, but I'm saying for this game, mm-hmm. if I was the if I was Kellen Moore, I'm saying, look, Tony Pollard's getting at least 20 touches. 20, 20 plus. 23 should be the goal. The 49ers so. defense though gives up <laughs> an average of 77 yards. And if you want to start for the playoffs, 63 yards. Yep. So because when you look at all right, go back to the Seattle game, you were like if they don't stop, I I know I kept saying if they don't stop this this Kenneth Walker, he's gonna have a boy. day. He's fast and big, right? And I was like, they're gonna have a day. But then when you look at the totality of the game, sixty three yards. Yeah, they kept him under under hundred rushing yards. Which he's only the second running back this year to go for over sixty yards against the Forty ers It was him wow. and um, what's it called? You ha- uh, I think uh, what's his Josh Jacobs did. If you look at total yards, CMC went over hundred against us total yards, but not rushing yards. Do you have the stats for uh, Pollard from the last game? What did he rush against Tampa's defense? Yeah, Pollard. So like Pollard had fifteen carries for seventy seven yards, so five point one, um, and. Um, stupid ESPN ad. Ezekiel Elliott had 13 carries, 27 yards for 2.1 yards per carry. Like yards per carry. Just terrible. All just right. terrible. So we're giving the edge to the Niners. The talent, the weapons are in the running back room, even though they got the all pro. Even though they got the all pro. I'm sorry. I it just CMC is better and Elijah Mitchell's a thousand times better. All right. I'm gonna save the best position for last. All right. So let's go okay. to the tight ends. Now they got a pair of tight ends. They do run a lot of the, what twelve personnel, twenty two personnel. They, they run a lot of tight end, two tight end sets, uh, as mentioned earlier by Terradome. Um, they have Dan Schultz and Jake Ferguson, I believe, are their tight ends. Yep. And then we have George Kittle, and to me, Tyler Croft is number two. Haven't heard much from Tyler Croft lately. Just curious to know how do you feel that room is going to work. I feel like George Kittle is better than all the tight ends in this group. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'll say this, like if you just look at like their run blocking for their tight ends, listen to these great Dalton Schultz. um, He's got a 67.2 grade, Mm. Jake Ferguson, 55.8 grade. Right. So like, all right, pretty solid. But, you know, you scroll over to the 49ers and you kind of look at what they've done. It's it's a little bit different, right? Run blocking grade, George Kittle 71.9, Tyler Croft 70.9. George Kittle is the number two tight end uh, in the NFL from Pro Football Focus, but not whenever it comes to running. Um, and so yeah, Johnny Adele, they've got they got speed, they're wide receivers, they're not great run blockers. Um, yeah, that this one, I'm sorry. George Kittle, like Dalton Schultz can carry the luggage of George Kittle, and that's just because we're being nice. Now, the way they use Dalton Schultz, though, could be a problem. They like to get him over in the middle of the field, just like any other tight end. He is more of a handsy type of a tight end. He can catch passes. How do you feel like the 49ers are going to fare with him on defense? Like, how do they eliminate him? Are they going to overload to where they're Schultz going to get- was the number one receiving guy for them this week? Uh, eight targets, it. seven catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. But you look at Tampa Bay, what were they without? Both their starting safeties. Correct. That's both their starting safeties out. Right. And so that was the issue. Now, who's going to be in charge of guarding Dalton Schultz? Jimmy Ward, Talano Hufunga. Um, you've also got, uh, what's his name on the, the back end? Gosh, help me out. Other safety who's been awesome all freaking year. Tayshaun Gibson. Gibson. And you're going to have Greenlaw like and Warner. All those guys, like, I'm not saying Schultz isn't going to get his because they're going to feed him targets. But it's not going to be seven catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. I can tell you that. 
That ain't happening. I I remember remember oh, I don't want to bring this old stuff up, but the year with Tart when he was gone, the 49ers struggled against tight ends. Yeah. Might, was that 2019? It was parts of 2019, yeah. Yeah, they he, struggled yeah, against tight ends. They immediately fixed that. I can't think of one tight end that we played this year that's went off. This will this be the best tight end that we played? Uh, Kyle Pitts had some decent oh, numbers against us. Yeah, got a touchdown. Um, it's because Darren Waller, Darren Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller went. But Darren Waller is a wide receiver, guys. Yeah. Like literally, dude runs like a 4-3, bro. Like yeah. but and and with with Kyle Pitts, they lined him up in the slot. It was a super huge mismatch with him and then, uh they lined him outside with on Samuel Womack. I don't think Womack knew what was coming. <clears throat> but yeah. So, he did only game he went off into. Go figure. Yep. Yep. Ask me how I know. How do you know? Because his bum ass was on my fantasy football team, and he was <laughs> terrible. I ain't uh, never drafting Kyle good. Pitts again. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Never. That's awesome. Ever. <laughs> Shoot. And, and then I didn't start him that week because he was playing the Niners. I'm like, he not going to do nothing. He do nothing all season. One game, then he gets goes on the IR right after the game. I don't even know if he finished the game. Got his touchdown, went on the IR. All right, uh, <laughs> let's keep this going. Uh, let's do offensive line collectively. Now, I feel like, to me, the edge may go to Dallas on the offensive line. There's we- one place out of 22 roster spots where Dallas has a very clear advantage, and it's right guard. Um, Zach Martin's Zach incredible. Martin. Okay. He's unbelievable. And Burford's coming off the best game of his career, so I'm not trying to like sell Burford short, but hold on just a second. Zach Martin's going to be a Hall of Fame like he's going in the hall of fame. He's been incredible. So that would be the one where I'm like, okay. Um, now they've switched up their line a lot this, this, this year. And there's some question marks regarding health because just last week, again, coaching, they're tinkering with their offensive lineup going into the playoffs. They kick their left tackle, the rooker, rookie Smith from Tulsa. They kick him into left guard. And they bring in Jason Peters to left tackle. Well, Peters got injured. Uh, not quite sure how long he's going to be, you know, out if he's going to play this week or not. So that would bring in Connor McGovern, who hasn't really played that great back at guard, kick Smith back out at tackle. It's hard to get cohesion um, whenever you're moving all this stuff around, but they do have good pieces. And I would say, even though they're very long in the tooth, what Jason Peters, I think is 40, um, you know, you got dinged up. He did get dinged up. So it's a possibility he may not play. Yeah, possibility may not play. We, we just got to wait and see. But I think it's pretty close, all in all. Uh, the best player on either offensive line is Trent Williams. Number two would be Zach Martin. After that, pretty much a wash across the line. Um, even oh, we're going, going Niners line. I, I think it's pretty close. But I, I'm sorry, with the injury that they've gotten, if Connor McGovern is starting and they're switching two different positions, I'm going Niners. I'm going Niners. Okay. So, so far, John has Niners all across the offense. I like this. This is good. This is good. All right. Let's go with the best position group for the offense. Let's go wide receivers. Now, this might this, – this, John. <laughs> <laughs> the way you laughed was official. Okay. So, breaking news. Uh-oh. Cowboys rule out Jason Peters with a hip injury. Ooh, there we go. So, okay, what does that mean? All the cohesion they built last week, uh uh-uh. You bump your left guard back to left tackle. You bring in your backup guy back to left guard. 
Uh, so they they that's been their most common lineup this year. Um, but now what you got is you got Nick Bosa going against a rookie every single play. That's what I, you got I, now. That's what we want. <laughs> which yep. which means this. No Dan Schultz. They might use Ferguson a little bit more in the run blocking, but if Schultz is the better run blocker, he's the one that's going to be freaking tripping. I mean, being on that side with the left tackle, if the, if the rookie's out there. Yeah. I, Even I think if you're right. is out there. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, chipping. Th- their line is good, and they're very big and very athletic. Tyler Smith, I think it's Tyler Smith, uh, their left tackle, for, like he is very athletic. Very athletic and very large, but he's a rookie. And so we'll have to see what that looks like because it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. All right. Um, uh, I can't wait till we get to, to the, the defense. All right. Wide receivers, man. Look, I, I got their three. I'm going to list their three, and then you go with your three. All right. So I'm going to list their three. CeeDee Lamb, T.Y. Hill, and Michael Gallup. Okay. They got another kid in there that, that kind of turns up, Noah Brown. Yeah, I like Noah Brown, actually. Actually, that's their top three. T.Y. Hilton is actually one of the reserves. So I'll go with those three. CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, Noah Brown. Then you got to factor in the T.Y. Hilton. So give me four receivers that could compete against their four receivers. Uh, Debo, Ayuk, Juwan Jennings. Those are your three. But if you want to be real, I'm going to throw CMC in there as my fourth. I'm going to throw George Kittle in there as my fourth. I'm going to throw, like, you know what I mean? And so it's different. They've built these teams differently. Now, their wide receivers are very good. I think Michael Gallup is one of the best number two wide receivers in the NFL. He's such a good route runner. He can kind of do it all. I love Michael Gallup. Now, C.D. Lamb has had the best year of anybody on either team statistically. 1,300-plus yards receiving, over 100 catches. He's a monster. Ask me what he did last year against the 49ers in the playoffs. Ask me what he did last year. 15 yards. One catch. One. Uno. Dude disappeared. As soon as they got physical with them, disappeared, disappeared. Now, CeeDee Lamb's great, and he could have a great game. I think he'll probably play better than he did last year. Can't play worse. But come on, man. Like, he's the focal point of their entire offense. And he, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see how he responds to all the physical play. I, I, and I'm telling you, the name I want you to watch, CeeDee Lamb against Talano Hufunga. Not that they're going to be one-on-one in coverage probably ever. But I want to see CD run an in-breaking route over the middle and Talo Noah Hufunga be there. Going to change that game real damn quick. That's all I'm saying. So Edge Niners? Yes. Oh, I, I clear my yes. Yeah, Edge Niners, I mean, big time. So, so, so I don't like, – to me, this is not a question because once you mention uh, – I'll take Debo over any – I'll take Debo over all three of their wide receivers. Because Debo's Correct. not just a wide receiver. And then when you start factoring in those other people, like you said, I mean, you didn't even mention Ray Ray. And we haven't seen Ray Ray in the past two weeks. Just want to put yeah. that out there. This is by design, y'all. This is by design. You haven't seen him in the past two weeks. Since Debo's return, Ray Ray's diminished. That does not mean Ray Ray can't go out there and do Ray Ray things. Deuce, deuce, baby. Y'all better act mm-hmm. like you know. I'm telling you right now, like, this is... This it's crazy now, and, and don't get it twisted, man. CD Lamb is the guy. Malcolm Gallup, Michael very good. Gallup hasn't really recouped from this injury that he's come back from. So he's not the same. Noah Brown, don't sleep on Noah Brown. I will put it. I will put that out there. Do not sleep on Noah Brown. He might be the guy, and you got to figure out they're going to intertwine. They're good. 
T.Y. Hilton, and he will get open. T.Y. Hilton will get open until you hit him. I'm looking for 149 to player to just hit him, take him out of the game. Like, that's that's what football's all about. Take his ass out. That's how I look at it. Let's get to the defense, man, so we can get on up out of here. Um, let's go with the fronts. Uh, you got the Niners front. I got the Dallas Cowboys front. Cool thing is we could compare the fronts because they both play a four mother freaking three. Four three Ds, base defense. That's what they do. I got Demarcus Lawrence. I got Osa. I'm not going to mess up his last name. Jonathan Hankins. And then on the right, I got Mr. Armstrong. All right. They got a little bit of depth. Dante Fowler Jr., uh, Sam do. Williams. They got the rook, Takaris McKinley. They got that's the ex 49er, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the roster for a little bit. So they got some players out here. Um, yeah, they do. Built very similarly. Uh, they want to load up on talent. Um, on the defensive end positions, Micah Parsons, I'd probably include him in this conversation. Uh, he plays a lot more edge than he does linebacker, even though he does play some linebacker. They're good, and this is the strength of their team. The sad news is it's also the strength of our team, uh, the 49ers. Are you going to take Micah Parsons over Bosa? I don't think so. Um, now, after that, if you wanted to take some of these guys like you know Armstrong or Dexter Lawrence over our number two or number three D lineman, that's cool, but they're very similar. They're very, very similar. And uh, Johnny, right there, Osa pops on film. Uh, he'll be key to neutralizing, and that's going to be that matchup. Those interior guys, um, can Burford stop Osa in the passing game, and can Brindle stay on Bosa in the running game? Uh, say on Osa, not Bosa, right? Uh, that That's that's key because he's a penetrating, he's a big body penetrating dude that just kind of just messes stuff up, um, which the 49ers have struggled with. But both the best units of both teams, I think. Which team has the edge? I'm going with Nick Bosa. I, he tips the scales for me, but it's close. This is the closest position battle that will take place between either team on either position. That makes perfect sense. I'm looking at Nick Bosa and I'm saying, I mean, if this was Demarcus Lawrence maybe 10 years ago or however many long, you know what I'm saying? Name, yeah. It might be a little bit closer. All right. I, I could dig it. But listen, don't sleep on this Dallas offensive line. No. They will create pressure. And I, I just want to, I want to put this out there. They're they good. will create pressure. Osa is the guy to watch. I'm telling you right now, Osa will be the guy to watch on that, from that interior. Let's go with the linebackers because I don't think there's a greater linebacking core than the 49ers in the NFL, but I'll mention their linebackers. Uh, they got Anthony Barr. I know you remember him. He was a non-motherfreaking factor when he played for the Vikings. Yep. yep. <laughs> Leighton Vander Esch, which is their older guy. And then we got to talk about Micah Parsons. So is he the best linebacker out of the core? He's their Sam linebacker. So would he be the best? Or would you take, uh, like, what do you say? Like, it's like yeah, I, I consider him more of an edge, but wherever he goes, he's a stud. I mean, he's an all-pro player, and deservingly so. Yeah. Um, Vander Esch, I think, has had kind of a resurgent, a really good part yeah, of his career. Right? Uh, I think right. he's been very consistent. And so that's going to be interesting. I want to see some Vander Esch versus Elijah Mitchell hits. Uh, that's just going to be two just like big old Battery duds rings. right there in the middle. It's going to yes, be fun sir. to watch. Yes, but sir. again, and so like you're looking at it and they're like, okay, they have good linebackers. They're pretty good. Then whenever you flip on the 49ers and you go Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, it's just kind of like drop the mic, man. Like, come on, come on. Like that's, that's just stupid. Yeah. Now 
if if Micah's playing a lot of that outside linebacking role in this 4-3, remember, we're basing off of 4-3. We haven't switched any formations. Micah's going to be on the 49ers' right side right the side. entire game. The whole game. Almost the entire game. And, and, the, be... main, and, and, and the main reason why, John, is because he doesn't want to get body benched by Trent Williams again. No, he does not. Which is smart on his part. Like, you know, <laughs> neither. I don't want to. <laughs> me neither. Not at all. <laughs> I forgot. Like, me neither. But here's the cool thing. Look, and, and I'll say this for the end of the show because the one thing I love about the 49ers is something that I don't see many other teams doing well. Uh, but they they try, but they can't emulate what the 49ers do. And I'll talk about that at the very end. Let's go to the, the secondary. Let's go to the corners. Deron Bland, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Let's start there. It's it's not great, you know, and if you look at just kind of where Deron Bland has kind of played, he's played one game. This They don't have a good number two corner, okay? They, they've had injuries since Anthony Brown went out, and they've rotated guys. Their second-round pick, Kelvin Joseph, they basically benched um, like he's done. They moved Deron Bland, who played slot almost all year. They moved him out to wide side corner uh, for the very first game. Again, coaching. You're experimenting in the wild card round. Now it played out pretty good. Um, and so, like, yeah, that's where he's been. That's great. But now he's gonna have Ayuka Debo out there. Like it's it's gonna be different. Like you're messing with it's just not smart. You don't go into the playoffs tinkering with offensive line, secondary matchups, playing people out of position. But again, that's what they're doing. So yeah, watch number 26, okay? And I'm telling y'all right now, y'all pay attention to number 26 whenever he's out there because it's not going to go well whenever you got Brandon Ayuk out there. I'm just say, I'm just telling you, it's not going to go well. 49ers, there's going to be some blown coverages um, for the Cowboys on defense. It's just going to happen. And Trayvon Diggs, he's awesome. Here you go. You want a, you want a stat? Here you go. Trayvon Diggs has allowed the same amount of touchdowns this year as Charvarius Ward, Diamador Lenore and Emmanuel Mosley combined. And all three of the 49ers corners combined all the touchdowns they've allowed all season. Trayvon Diggs has allowed the same amount of touchdowns as those three combined. That's crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I'm good. I'm good. John, you got a question from my man Alberto. Yo, John, please tell oh. me where you got that hat. All right, uh, this I got it from Germany uh, <laughs> online. Uh, I saw it somewhere in a picture, and so I Googled. This is how I found it. 49ers state hat. Okay, that's how I found it. And so I found this thing, and I was like, good gosh, it did cost a little bit for shipping, but that's where I found it. I got it shipped over. Uh, it was a little cost, but I couldn't tell you the store or anything like that, but I just I literally Googled 49ers state outline hat, and I was able to find it on Google Images and then buy it that way. That's what I did, so. All right, there you go. I mean, I have the hat too, but I'm sure it's not there anymore because I got it from New Era. So you're gonna have to go where John told you to go to get that's it. That's how I found it. Yeah, that's how you get the hats. Um, safeties, Malik Hooker. I loved Malik Hooker coming out of college, man. I, I, I was too. such a big fan. <clears throat> and and you know, you talk about Curse, who I think is by far the best safety for their team, Jaron Curse, but he sprained his MCL. Now, reports, early reports are he's probably going to be able to play through it, but he's not going to be at 100%. And I'm he's kind of their sucker, bro. He's their Cam Chancellor role, right? Dan Quinn, right? He was there for the Legion of Boom, all that stuff. That's the role he's in. He's are their Talano Hufanga. 
He's coming down. He's big, all those things. Like he is the best player in their secondary, including corners, in my opinion. Uh, he is banged up. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so it, we'll just have to wait and see. Donovan Wilson's not a bad third safety either. Like they've got a good safety group. But um, again, not big time playmakers outside of curse. So th that's going to be key. So we'll see because they're going to be tested. They're going to be tested. George Kittle going to be testing them right up the seam of that field. I'm telling you. This is going to be a great game. It's going it's, 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 it's to be a great game. No, must, must we get into special teams? I mean, Robbie Gold over there, kicker. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you think? Uh, you, you think? Now, if we look at just pro football focus special teams numbers, the yes. Cowboys are the 16th ranked unit. And the 49ers 20. are the 22nd. Yeah. What, is so. it because we don't return or punt as much? Could that be – because it's all together. Because hmm. we don't – like, we're punting the ball, like, two, three times a game, bro. Yeah, the problem is our kickoff team and our kickoff return team just keep making mistakes. Okay. Uh, they're good, and they've improved. I mean, 22 is very good for the 49ers. It's probably the best they've been since Shanahan showed up. But, um, yeah, yeah, special team scares me, man. Always does. Always does. Always does. Always does. And there you have it, guys, the position battle. So it looks like clearly the Niners have the more have the, the weapons. They have the weapons. Now, the key to winning is not about the weapons that you have. It comes down to execution, right? And so you would think the, the Niners are going to be the more executing team. They have the advantage. Some of the things you didn't talk about, the fact that they're at home, that's an advantage. The fact that they didn't have to travel, that's another advantage. Four straight road games for the Cowboys. Yeah, like you have to, the, the Niners have to take advantage of what's been handed to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this is a cakewalk game, but here's the thing that I know that the 49ers do collectively great on the offensive side, uh, uh, collectively, right? They do it great. The key word is block. And when you're getting blocking from every position level, starting with the offensive line, with the running backs, you got running backs lined up as tight ends to create blocks down the field. And then the wide receivers. Now, I'm not going to keep it twisted. I watched that game. I saw CeeDee Lamb put a nice block on somebody. He must have took a page out of Brandon Ayuk's book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think blocking is going to be the key to the game. Because if you go back and watch just the last game against Seattle, and I know a lot of Cowboy fans keep saying Seattle's defense isn't the Cowboys' defense. Okay. Well, does anybody know where Seattle's defense was ranked at the end of the season last year? It couldn't have been that. I don't think it was bad. This year? Yeah. Oh, I got you right here, man. I got you right here. Cowboys like are ranked girls what, 12th overall. Where was Seattle on that list? They're pretty low. They're 25th in points, 26 in yards. Because they couldn't stop the run. That's what it yep. was. Yeah. Yep. Well, Dallas and struggles so against the run, though. But their secondary is good. Correct. Well, opportunistic. Um, ah. Not consistent. Not consistent. Got you. Got you. I got you. So that makes they sense. They gamble. They gamble a lot. Mm. Do you, like, as a, as a head coach, are you gambling in a game like this? Are you playing sound as close to sound football as you can actually play? Yep. You got to play sound, man. You got to play sound. Like against all these playmakers, if they get behind you and you get them the ball in space, if Trayvon jumps a route and you catch Debo or Ayuk with the five yard cushion over the safety, you just turned a 15 yard gain into a 40 yard gain. We saw it last year. We saw the same we thing last year. We did. We did. We absolutely did. Um, 
49ers, Cowboys. If the 49ers were to lose this game, what would be the only way they could lose this game? Because I, I, I have my only reason. It's, yeah, I they're going to have to beat themselves. I saw Juan in the chat. What's up, Juan? What's like, going they got to beat themselves. You got to have penalties to push you out of field goal range. You got to have fumbles. You got to have drop passes. You got to have pass interference calls. You've got to have, you know, Nick Bosa's sacks getting wiped off the table because of the refs, things like that. And I think that's that's the only way. Things have to break right for the for the Cowboys to get close. And you've got to protect Dak. Dak can't get hit. Last question for you, John. Uh, if the 49ers got punched in the mouth early, does it will you would you be worried or do you feel like they can find a way to overcome it? No, they've overcome it nonstop. Whether you look at the Miami game, give them that huge touchdown early, whether you look at the Seattle game going into halftime down, whether you look at the Raiders game down 10 points in the fourth. No. This team has been through so freaking much. By the way, they've won 11 games in a row. And just poise, poise, poise. That's who Brock Purdy is. And so if he does come out and throw an interception or two, yeah, that's frustrating. It's going to make the game a lot closer. I'm telling you right now, again, roster-wise, coaching-wise, talent-wise, scheme-wise, there's not a place that the Cowboys have an advantage outside of right guard. That's just how, it's, that's just how I see it. I feel you. Mosquito killer. Wayne and John, do you believe in the narrative that he'll come back? We're talking about Brock Purdy. He'll come back down to earth at this point. Uh, I feel if he hasn't crumbled yet, he's yeah. just going to continue. I, this is where I am, Mosquito killer. Yeah. I've seen it seven weeks in a row. The same thing. Oh, it was just the first game they didn't have film on him. Oh, now team's got film on him. Oh, well, this. Oh, well, eventually. Oh, well, first playoff game. Oh, well, Tom Brady. Oh, well, Bucks. Oh, well, finally a good defensive line in the Commanders. Well, oh, well, get the hell out of here because he just keeps opening up cans of whoop-ass on everybody every freaking week. Just I'm saying. just saying. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Shout out to Melissa out there. I see you out there. Uh, Peachy says the refs, John, the refs, if the refs get involved. Now, now, I, I know the Niners got to be disciplined, but sometimes the refs call things. They can't let that foster them, correct? My thing that I've always told my teams whenever I was a coach, if the refs have an impact on this game, it's because you let the game stay close enough for them to have an impact. You take the refs out of the game by doing your job and winning and controlling the game like you should. Like you should. And so, again, this is the same team that last year experienced all of the pass interference with Josh Norman and all that kind of stuff. It's the same roster for the most part. They've gone through that. We haven't been getting the P.I. calls. We played really good defense. Our corners, they don't get a lot of P.I. calls. They get some, but we've done very well this year. And so you keep that on lock, and you play that Joey Bosa clip. I don't know. Did you hear the Joey Bosa rant on the officials? I did not hear the Joey Bosa oh rant Oh, my gosh. It is hilarious. I, well, uh, here's the thing. This is why I feel like Staley should be fired. Yeah, he should be. Yes. Why didn't be. he go back in the game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If he didn't yeah, get a penalty that ejected him from the game, why wasn't he? He sat out like the whole – we watched it. He sat out for the whole fourth quarter, and somehow they won't fire him. We finally got a Cowboy fan in here, all right? And forever runway fashion line. We'd love to see what type of clothing you you, you rock uh, or whatnot. Let, us, let me know. I'm big in the fashion. Uh, we have a similar offense as the Chiefs, or even better – 
<laughs> Get what? ready, boys. Cowboy Nation. All right. I, I got to put them on blast. Um, yeah, that's 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 this is your very stereotypical as a person who grew up in Dallas. This is a very stereotypical kind of cowboy fan. This is very normal for them. This is very normal for them. Very normal behavior. I first of all, no one has the same offense as the Chiefs because there's only one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you ain't got a Patrick Mahomes, man. I like I, you I, got I, you got a great value Kirk Cousins. That's your quarterback. It's the same damn thing. Dude disappears in big moments. Awesome stats. Yeah, he he taking me off. I'll tell you right now. You listen to me right now. Dak Prescott can be great. Can be great. But guess what? Before this weekend, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy had the same amount of playoff wins before the Cowboys played on Monday. He's been playing for seven years. Seven years with good rosters. I'm sorry, man. No respect. No respect. Same offense as the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. Get that crap. What the hell is wrong with you? What are you watching? Y'all ain't the same thing from now ain't the on. Same thing at all, John, you got to wake <laughs> up early every morning. You need this. You need to rant. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I get to do man. the ranting on your show. You need to uh. be here, even if it's for ten minutes. People want to hear the the John Chapman rant. If you want to hear the John Chapman rant, put the thumbs up right now in the goddamn chat. That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I I didn't know. I had to give you your your monologue. The like you needed that. That was a moment because I knew you left. You left. I, I thought because you didn't want to be on the same like scene, bro. With the, me. the moment you said <laughs> that he was a great value, aka Walmart brand. Of, yeah. of Kirk Cousins. No, man. I had to no, leave. Bro. I had to, it was your time. It was your time. Look at the thumbs. I mean, you're getting multiple. <laughs> it's just multiple I can't I can't handle those stupid. Like, I respect the Cowboys. Like, as far as like they've got some really good players. Dak's a good quarterback. He has been great, but you can't say that about it this year. That dude led the NFL in interceptions and missed games. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Where the Kansas City Chiefs offense? Are you kidding me? You put up six points against the Commanders a week ago. The f- a week ago. That was a week ago. The 49ers haven't been beaten since Ugh. the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, that's, I think that was the only reason why he drew that sort of parallel type of comparison. Yeah. He feels like that's what's going to happen. Which and- leads me to my next conclusion, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Or if that's too harsh to say in today's society... I'll take it back to 1985. Just say no. Just say no, baby. Just say no. Just John, say this no. has been real. Listen, we got to give something away. Uh, yeah, Peachy's going to give me uh, the name of the winner that's been watching. Uh, Peachy's so the best there is, man. She's the GOAT. I told her she was the GOAT. It says it right here. You are the GOAT. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to be giving away this Frank Gore autographed jersey. All right. All right, and it's sealed in the back, so I didn't I didn't open it, but it's authentic. The card is in here. I can feel the card. All right, uh, this is where we go. We get our things and things. You got the sticker on here or whatnot. Uh, as Peachy gives me that name, um, John. Poll question. Ooh, did I end the poll question? Because I don't even see the poll question. Did the poll? Question... I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You've got to be shitting me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, you know what? Bump it. It looks like the poll question just dead it. Like, out of nowhere. There was a poll question. What was it? What was it supposed to be? 
Okay, I'll read it to you. Uh, stand by. All right, here we go. Damn it, I got to go all the way to my text messages. Oh, man, I got them. My bad, my bad. No, but because I, I put the damn poll question in the damn thing. All right, <laughs> greatest moment and the Ooh. rivalry between the 49ers and Cowboys, number one. And you guys can... Y'all see the poll? Wait a minute. They said they see the poll, John. Okay. Maybe my computer just maybe. There's the damn poll. All right. Greatest moment and rival. The greatest moment and the rivalry between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. There are four choices. You ready? The catch. T.O. and the Dallas star. Debo calling his own touchdown. Or the 49ers stealing Jerry Rice in the draft. These are some good choices. Right. Shout out to PG right. for that last one too. That 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 was on. She was she was on that one. End of last year's game is like an honorable mention too. Like see a Dak Prescott do this. Like what? We got we got time. 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 Like oh, so like I, I put that up there too. The Jerry Rice thing is unbelievable. Like, but again, the fact we traded up to sixteen to get him, we were a team that targeted him. Cowboys, whatever else, that's a whole nother story. Um, the Debo calling a touchdown was huge. That was awesome last year. Give me the ball, takes it, runs it down their damn throat. But man, for me, it's the catch, man. It, it literally two words define the moment. This is the forty-first anniversary of the catch. I'm going to catch myself. I was going with the catch as well. We have some really great moments. I mean, the Dallas, the, the T.O. star, that's the most entertaining of them all. Uh, Debo calling his touchdown, that's the boss of them all. Uh, I feel like the 49ers stealing Jerry Rice was just, that's some that's some other boss stuff. It's like, nah, y'all want him, we want him too, so we'll trade up to get him. And you got to pay like you weigh. And it, it paid out for the 49ers. Uh, and then the catch to me, had to be the greatest one uh, yeah. of all time. Uh, 1981 NFC Championship. Uh, the 49ers won 28-27. to 27. Oh, Man, the Cowboys used to dominate the Niners, man. I'm telling you, man. Like, I, like this is true. They were like 0-5 or 0-4 before the catch against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Okay. And then after that, they won three. They won in 90. They won the catch. You beat them in 94. We beat them last year. Um there we go. Oh, you got a super chat. We got to throw that up there. Let's, 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 we got to, we got two super chats. We got to get to actually. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, and it's from the cats from a cowboy fan. I like, appreciate that. There you go, man. Uh, hey, Cowboys fans know a lot about spending money and not getting results. Oh, man. That, that stadium tells you all. <laughs> let's get to the super chat segment of the show. All right. And we'll announce the winner very shortly. We got about two minutes left. Jeremy Denton. Appreciate to all the Super Chat contributors out there. You get the fall born one time. He says, I'm going to the game this weekend and wondering about any special events beforehand. Can't wait. Go Niners. Jeremy, thank you for that Super Chat contribution. I believe uh, Travis King is doing another meet and greet. Uh, and then, obviously, the tailgates that will be at the game as well. There will not be a 49ers rush road trip tailgate this weekend. John uh, will be leaving to go away tonight, tomorrow. Uh, so he will not, but I will say this real quick. Uh, if the 49ers host in the NFC championship, we will have a sponsored tailgate and events the night before we're going to do both. Yeah. So that is taking place. I agree. I agree. Thank uh, you both. Appreciate it, man. All right. And so, uh, let's see. 
We have one. There more. are three sponsored watch parties uh, that Let's the 49ers are doing. There's one in San Francisco at Spin SF. There's one in San Jose at San Pedro Social. And there's one in Mexico City at the Gringo's Barbecue Place. Um, right. So that's there. That's there. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. So forever runaway fashion line. Thank you for the uh, contribution. Purdy's going to be running for his life. It's a possibility. That is a possibility. It's a possibility. Uh, did you see Purdy scramble last week? I sure I'm, just, I'm just curious if this guy watched it. Watched it. Um, uh, I, I feel like Dak is going to be running more than Purdy. I think so, too. By design, too. I think they're going to have a lot of quarterback yes, design runs. Yes, they are. Uh, which means, you know, even, even if they do somehow win, he might not make it to the NFC Championship. Somebody's getting hurt. I, I would be careful running against this 49ers defense. Somebody's getting licked. Oh, speaking of that, Jimmy Ward, I know you're watching. If the quarterback runs, you know, just <laughs> if he slides feet first. You ain't got to kill him. You ain't got to kill him. But that, you know what's funny about that? He said that if a quarterback runs, he was going to kill him. Like he hey, man. That interview. My least favorite call in the NFL is the late sliding quarterback. Oh, I hate it, John. It's not, it's so unfair. And it's you're not, running full speed at each other, man. It's impossible oh. to stop, bro. It's impossible. They got to change that rule, man. If I'm a, if I'm an owner and I go to the owner's meeting, that's one of the rules that's got to change. You got to get down so that you protect yourself early. Otherwise, suffer the wrath, man. Yeah. That's just the I, way it is. That's I, your I, fault. I that's your fault. That is. Yeah. My bad. All right, guys. We got a winner. Uh, and so I'm going to read the first name. Now, in order to get the jersey, you have to. To find a way, I'll put my email address up here. You have to email me that you are subscribed. So you have to take a picture of your subscription, send it to me via DM, Instagram, via DM, uh, Twitter, or you can email it, right? Send me a picture of that, and then I'll go ahead and I'll that give you I'll get your information. That jersey's fire, man. That jersey, I, I kind of wish I it was mine, but it's not. So we're going to give it away. Um, but yeah, all right. So the winner, uh, I believe... If they're still watching, is Mike Shilton? All right. Oh, Mike's the man, dude. Mike Mike's is the man. man. See, John knows yes. everybody. John knows. Mike everybody. is the man. I, that's what I like to hear, uh, Mike. So if you're watching, make sure you hit your boy Breezy up, man. Uh, I'll put the Insta up there. I'll also put up my email address and all that good stuff. All right. So Instagram guys, you can go and follow. It's uh, at the Wayne Breezy, which is right there below. Send me a DM, but make sure you take a picture of your subscription. I got You got to be subscribed to the YouTube channel. All right. Uh, and if you want to do it on Twitter, it's, there it is right there at Wayne Breezy. All right. And if you want to email, OK, you guys can send me an email at the Wayne Breezy at Gmail dot com. All right. At Gmail dot com. So, Mike, congratulations. Round of applause. Oh, you. he's in there. Oh, yeah, he's still in the chat. He's still in the chat. Do you see it? Yeah. There he is. I love it, baby. I'll hit you up, Wayne. Appreciate you, Mike, man. Thank you so Good much. Good dude right there, man. Good right, dude. Man. Uh, listen, John, I hope you have a safe trip, bro. Uh, and when you come back, the Niners will be headed to the NFC Championship. That is correct. In Santa Clara. Oh, I'm so pumped, man. <laughs> oh, I love this week. <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch on to that one. I just, I just got this feeling. I, I haven't felt this way since 1994. We know how that year ended. I'm just saying, that's how I feel. John, what you got going on, man? Later on tonight, today, before you leave. 
yeah, a lot more Patreon video breakdowns. That's kind of what I'm working on uh, today. I got to break down some special teams film. Uh, we'll be going live a little bit later. Not sure the time of that frame yet. We also have a bonus episode uh, call-in show at 1 o'clock. Um, yeah, man, we'll be going. And then I'll be on the road streaming from my phone all weekend uh, on top of a mountain. So that's the plan. That's the plan. Ooh, I hope you got some good receptions that you high up there. You're the air up there, so I hope the reception is working good. If not, John brings the internet with him no matter where he goes. It's like he has instant internet, and it always works for John. Not Except always, but most of the time. <laughs> Mexico City, good gosh. I still have nightmares. <laughs> that was crazy. We were in a whole different country, bro. We got to that stadium, and internet died, right? Literally it was fine was in Mexico City. Had perfect everywhere. The moment we went into that football stadium, I remember I had to ask the person next to me, and then she wanted me. She said, nope, nope. <laughs> this is what she did. Yo, guys, we got stories, right? So this is what she did. She, she, I asked her, could I, can I, you know, what is it? Uh, connect to her phone, net, internet service or whatever. Hotspot. Hotspot. She was like, no, right? So then, uh, I took some pictures. Uh, and she says, well, can you send them to me? And I said, I would if I could connect to your hotspot. So she was tight. She was tight, John. She was tight. She was tight. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, man, I love it. She was tight. And we sat there. We ate our oodles and noodles in the cold. It and sure did, man. We secured another victory. John, it's been a pleasure, man. I love you. Have a Thank safe you, Wayne. day, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, John Chapman, if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you do so. His link will be in the description of the show. It's been real. Y'all keep it nitty gritty always. Stay up. Stay faithful, y'all. I love y'all. Hey, man, I'll see y'all tomorrow, 11 a.m. You dig? 11 a.m. John, safe travels, bro. Everybody out there, keep doing the damn thing. Peace. <laughs>